Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. I, I, I know you're wondering, yo, didn't you just drop a podcast? So what? I'm dropping another one. Some things happening. And you know what? I had to get the weight off of my chest. So we're going to have an impromptu podcast. So what is today? Today is May 14th. We're about three minutes away before it becomes May 15th. Oh, you're going to do it. I'm gonna do this. We gonna do this rough, rugged, and raw today. Like there, there is no script. There, there is, there is, there is no numbers. There, there, this, this, this is just raw pre-motion. Because you know what happened today? You know what happened today? We had the NBA lottery come out, and and I, and I shouldn't say the NBA lottery. It was the draft order for the NBA lottery. Make sure I at least get the paper put out. There is one paper. There is one note. Okay, there's no rules. There's one rule. <laughs> so today we talk NBA. We talk NBA lottery. We talk NBA potential. We tell. We talk NBA scenarios. We give you the pulse of the next fan and let you know how we're feeling right now. After the results, are we excited? Or are we heartbroken? Ooh, you about to find out. But before we go, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Maybe, I just you kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, maybe. Because the game was on. Because it's always a good time to talk some sport. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back 
at it like a sports fanatic. <sighs> Man, what a night, what a night, what a night. So I had to tell you, I had to talk to you this night. Once again, this is one of those things that I had to get to you guys before all of these all of these gas bag talking heads that are on television and have better platforms than me got the opportunity to poison your mind with their takes. So listen here. So right now we just missed we just missed, missed Steve Kerr passing up on the podium because that Golden State and Portland that first, that game is done. That's the first game of the Western Conference Championship. We're gonna have the Eastern Conference Championship game coming up tomorrow. Also, while I'm talking to you, I told you this this is gonna be all con unconventional. I'm also gonna play a game of 2K. That's actually how I'm feeling about this right now because I have to find a way to calm myself down as much as possible. So, the NBA lottery is com comes out, and as you know, the NBA lottery is the hope and the hopes and dreams of players and a fan and fan bases of teams hoping that their team is going to get in position to get the next big thing to get the next superstar to get the next franchise player for your team to help elevate you guys to global success NBA championship relevancy and this year there was no there was a big nugget I mean a really 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 big nugget there lurking and if you're the worst team in the league you normally have the opportunity to get this big nugget right because this big nugget turns your franchise from zero to a hundred real real quick the as you know I'm just gonna we're gonna heavily listen 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 so you don't get it twisted Pause Drake for a second. Pause pause Drizzy. Pause Drizzy for a second. So you don't get it twisted. Don't think <laughs> that this is going to be some fear one-sided all-around NBA sports talk today. No, 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 no. Oh no, we it's gonna be that kind of heavy. Listen, Damian Lillard is on the podium right now. We can't see what he said, but he has a look on his face that says that he may not be too happy with his team's performance. There's a little bit of bewilderment that looked like he had across his face. We're going to turn his volume up a little bit and see if we can't sneak in a couple of these words and see how he's responding. 
So it's gonna be in the background. It's gonna be kind of fairly loud. I don't, I don't own the rights to any of the press conferences that's going on. This is, this, this is courtesy of NBA TV. So if anybody comes in and actually finds this particular podcast and thinks it has any kind of relevancy, then there you go. I gave you your plug. Deal with it. So back to the matter at hand. <laughs> oh, you're funny. You're funny. So generally, the team with the worst record in the league, which is the New York Knicks, has the opportunity to get the number one pick in the league. But, but, the NBA wanted to be cute. And in, the, and in its cuteness, the NBA decided to change up a few things. And what it decided to change is that they basically didn't want. They didn't want a team like Cleveland, who basically has basically was sucking for three, four straight years, which is a, which is a topic for another subject. A subject for another topic of how they managed to suck with such a great player leading them at that time. A great player leading on that. Oh my God, that Knicks fans can't see themselves past having to have this player. But let's not get down that road again. I understand, Natalie. You, you've been with me down this road so many times. Natalie! The NBA got cute. Cute to the point where they said, you know what? We can't take a team like Cleveland sucking every year for four straight years. And qualifying for the number one pick three out of them years. No, no, no. This can't happen. What's going to happen now is that the top three teams are going to have the same equal weighted effect to get the number one pick. And also some extra added weight. Like a 48% chance if you're the number one team to get like the number five pick. And it also gets weighted that heavy if you're the number if you're the number two for for number six pick, and also if, if you're the number three if you're the number three seed for the number seventh pick. So while they all have the same opportunity to, well, they all have the same high, the same percentage, fourteen point percent right this year, to get the number one pick. The weight of how far they can fall to five, six, or seven is very high. But what it states still, though, is that New York Knicks were the worst team in the league, and they did not have the opportunity to get the... Or they didn't have the best, solely the best opportunity to get the number one pick in the draft coming up. The order based off of how it would have looked, Right? Would have been New York getting number one pick, Cleveland number two, Phoenix number three. Followed by Chicago, Atlanta, Washington, New Orleans, Memphis, Atlanta again. Minnesota, the Lakers, Charlotte, Miami, and Boston gets in there because of a deal with Sacramento. Now, sorry, we listened to Damian Leonard talking about his, talk about what may have been a potential injury. Um, he's saying that he wasn't really an injury. He felt, he felt, he feels as good as he's ever felt. That 
him limping and whatever injury that, that you saw him had was because he got kneed in the calf. When he got kneed in the, in the leg. And, and so I feel like he got a little bruise and that's what kind of caused him to look like he was limping slightly. So, that's what the lot of people, and we're going to turn down this Damien Lillard um, conversation now. I think that's enough of that. So that's what the, that's what the lottery should have looked like, if everything stays the way it does. But that's not obviously we already know. In the even in the past lottery, things never stay the way that they are. This isn't the NFL, and <laughs> you know we may actually talk about the NFL today. But this isn't the NFL where, based off your your record, you basically get locked into a certain position. So in basketball, where they say that you could actually tank, right? In football, where they say that you can't really tank because guys are always going to go. But you can also, in both scenarios, you can always just put a product out there that doesn't have enough talent. And in the NFL, if you do that, you could honestly tank and get the number one pick. In the NBA, no, not anymore. So, the NFL draft comes out, right? Or the, or the lottery still comes out. And these balls start flowing. And as these balls start flowing, they start to drop. Boston stays where they're at, number 14. Miami stays where they're at, number 13. Charlotte stays where they're at, at number 12. Now, this is where things start to shake up a little bit. And this is where now you if you're in the hunt for a player of a lifetime, then things are starting to look good for you. The first shakeup comes where Minnesota takes the number 11 spot away from the Lakers. So now what this does is that this automatically, believe it or not, bumps the Lakers into the top seven of the draft. Atlanta, they get the number 10 pick. That was one down from the number 9 projected, but hey, not that bad. Washington falls from number 6 all the way down to number 9. And then Atlanta comes back in at number 8 from number 5. So now things are all in disarray. You understand that the Lakers... Who, who was potentially in the 11th, didn't get called yet. Memphis, who was at number 8, hasn't got called yet. As those guys now move all the way into the top 7. And in that top 7... We see Chicago. So Chicago takes the first major jump out of one of the teams in the top five. They fall to number they fall to number seven. And then folks, things really start to get dicey. Things really start to pick up. 
what happens next what happens next can probably only be considered at as what can I say I don't want to say karma fate I don't want to I don't want to call it that because it, it feels a lot feels a lot more than that because I'm telling you things start shaking up really 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 funky and now you start to I guess this is where I guess you could say you start to see you really really start to see the weight of what this new draft format is bringing you really start to see the effects of it now coming in with the number six pick Fallen out of the top three. Danger zone. It's the Phoenix Suns. Now, I know I'm a Knicks fan, right? And maybe I'm just a fan of Orange because I like the Phoenix Suns and there's a part of me that also likes the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, but you have to honestly say Oh, I have to honestly say that I would not have minded if Zion Williamson went to the Phoenix Suns. And that, and and I say that only if the Knicks don't get him. Right? If the Knicks don't aren't isn't put in the most ideal position to get the to get the Zion the Lion of Zion then The Phoenix Suns would have been the only other team that I would have been okay with getting Zion Williamson. And as you know, this, a part of it is probably because of my love for Devin Booker as well. Is that you? You would have to figure with a guy like with Aiden that they have there, and a guy like that can shoot the lights like 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 um, Devin Booker. The only thing at this point in time that you're probably trying to find is a point guard. And once you find that, and once you find a point guard, but I mean, you find a way to find a, to get a point guard or, or a primary ball handler. If you're talking about having Zion Williamson, Devin Booker, and Aiden now on your team, like you, you'll find a way to get a ball handler or somebody that's just good enough to get the ball. Like trust me, you would have got Rondo on that team if you had to, and Rajon Rondo would have been the perfect kind of point guard. So, like I said before, if there was any team that I wouldn't have minded getting Zion Williamson would have been Phoenix. But that's not the case for Phoenix. Phoenix isn't put in that position to be able to get Zion Williamson. They fall to the number sixth seed. And like I said, this new format is already starting to take its toll on teams. Now, we get to the top five, top five, top five, top five. And in that top five, 
the first one up are the Cleveland Cavaliers. And once again, I'm happy. Because now you have the two teams that have the same exact chance as the Knicks to get Zion Williamson. They've both fallen. And also, you have to figure that if Cleveland right, has the same exact chance as the Knicks, and if they manage to get Zion Williamson again, then you understand that then, then the system really work because then you can still tank. You just don't have to be the worst at tanking. Or I'm sorry, you don't have to be the best at tanking. You can actually come up short at your tanking abilities, which actually could have helped the Knicks a couple years ago. And actually still come out a winner. For Phoenix and for Cleveland, that was not the case. They both fall out of the top three. Phoenix feels it a little bit more. They fall to the top five. Cleveland right behind them, they fall to number six or five. Which is both the lowest positions I believe that both teams could have fallen given this current structure. Maybe it was six and seven. They probably could have fallen a little bit further. I know the Knicks couldn't fall lower than five. Which means that, yeah, Cleveland couldn't fall lower than six and Phoenix couldn't fall lower than seven. So, if you're a Knicks fan, you're still nervous here. You just saw the team that couldn't fall any lower than six, I mean, any, any lower than seven, coming at number six, and the team that couldn't fall any lower than six, coming at number five. But ultimately, what this does is that this eliminates two of the top teams. And now, what you have left, listen to this, are... The New York Knicks, who's, who's projected with the worst record of, that have the best opportunity to get the number one pick. You also get in there, now, the number seventh team in New Orleans. Yeah, they crept in there. They crept all the way to the top four. You also get the number eight projected team in Memphis in the top four and the number 11th team the LA Lakers so you get two historic franchises in the running for it and yeah, two teams that are in cities that aren't considered the best of cities for the basketball wise Granted, they all say that go to their fan bases, this and their fan bases, that and fan bases, which is great and this and that. But we all know, we all know what we're saying here. We're comparing playing in Memphis or, and living in Memphis and New Orleans versus New York and L.A. That's what we're talking about here. Memphis and New Orleans versus L.A. and New York. And as the first domino drops... With the number four pick in the NBA draft, it is awarded to the L.A. Lakers. 
the Lakers folks jumped up seven spots from 11 to four. Again, the nervousness hit. Seven spots, seven spots, seven spots. Wait a minute. I understand the New York Knicks have now just qualified themselves to be in the top three, but you have to understand, you have to understand that as a Knicks fan, anything outside of the top two, and I am disappointed, anything outside of the top two, and I am not a happy camper. But at least we didn't fall out of the top three. At least we didn't fall as far as some of these other teams fell. Three spots down for Cleveland. Three spots down for Phoenix. Well, if that's the case, three spots down for New York, if you're following the pattern, is the LA Lakers. They've, they, they avoided that bullet. Now what we have to worry about is these teams that are still left jumping up seven spots. Seven spots gets Memphis the number one pick. Seven spots gets New Orleans the number one pick. I guess them high the number one pick. You know what I mean? But that's what we're talking about here. Seven spot jump jumps both of them over the Knicks. I, 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 Danger I, I, zone. I don't know what else to say. Well, you have to have faith. You have to be strong. You have to go on and on. Because there's still work that has to be done regardless of what happens. <sighs> and folks, with the number three pick. It's, it's just hard for me to even say it. With the number three pick, the New York Knicks are awarded that spot. Breaking news. The New York Knicks get screwed again. The New York Knicks can't have good, nice things. The New York Knicks are not allowed to be the participants in their own happiness. And that's what it boils down to. So, now things are starting to look the way that we are hoping that they wouldn't look. And listen, I've already and and I already said this. I already said this already, and now I'm gonna say it again, right? So you guys can fully understand it. If the Knicks don't have the don't have the first two picks, then I'm I'm unsatisfied. I'm unhappy. Because now there's just too many ways for them to fuck this up. And and once again, this isn't the NBA. I mean, this isn't the NFL, where you'll get where just because if you have that. Well, let me just say this. This isn't the NFL where if you have the number three pick, like the Jets just had, where you may get lucky enough where the best player in the draft falls into your lap. That's not how the NBA works. 90% of the time, especially when it's this, when it's this obvious, when it's this blatant, when it looks this concrete the number one player 
the best player goes with the number one pick. The, the NBA doesn't get cute. Well, I'm not, I'm lying. I am lying. I was about to say, NBA doesn't get cute and draft a quarterback even though when he's not considered the best player and he's only considered the 10th best player in the league. Nope, 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 nope. That is kind of a lie. Now, granted, the depth is not there for me for me to for that to correlate in the NBA with the tenth pick. But if the third pick or the third technically best player, or maybe even fourth technically best player in the NBA, happened to be a center, guess what? That number one pick in the draft has been doing throughout the history of the NBA, reaching for them big men. Just like the NFL reaches for them quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about quarterbacks again. Because at this point in time, it just seems that the New York just keeps getting scorned by dookies. So, we're going to take a quick break. Because we've been talking for half an hour straight. When we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to get in, we're going to give you the results of the first Two picks of the draft of the lottery. At this point in time, you should have an idea of who's left. Now you just gotta figure out who is going to get what. That and more next on the Mighty Sports Podcast, right here on MightySports.net. They didn't join this team to win championships become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, 
improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. And we are back. Whew. Yeah, had a quick, make a quick one. Okay, so listen to the My Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, one only time, Tomar Taylor. So, the next, the first two picks of the 2019 NBA draft is going to belong to either the Memphis Grizzlies or the New Orleans Pelicans. And if you're either one of these teams, you are obviously 100% satisfied. You're happy. You're ecstatic, even. At this point in time, your team has the opportunity to go out and get what have we been considering and telling you guys is going to be at this point in time your team has the opportunity that franchise player in Zion Williamson now with the number 2 pick in the NBA draft it will be awarded to the Memphis Grizzlies. So now things start to shape up a little bit more because now that means that the New Orleans Pelicans get the number one pick, right? And what that starts to mean is that not only are you screwed as a Knicks fan, right? Completely screwed as a Knicks fan. Right, but that also means that I told you that there's that is if I don't have the number one or two pick, the only thing I want after that, then I'm gonna be completely unsatisfied, and that's because what's gonna happen is that at that point in time I'm kind of looking for the New York Knicks to have to trade away that pick. Now, when I first when I first had that thought, I also wasn't anticipating the New Orleans Pelicans getting the number one pick because you figure that. What you'll be doing is that you'll be enticing them with that high third pick because you're figuring New Orleans is going to be picking anywhere between 7 and 10. Maybe 6 and 10. Even 5 and 10. But maybe more between 6 and 10. Not number 1. You figure that you can entice them with whatever high draft pick that they have, right? A fairly high draft pick that they have. Your higher draft pick, you you come up there with, with a couple of young players... You throw in some, you throw in maybe another future pick, and now what happens is that you find a nice little package to possibly get um, Anthony Davis. But now, whatever draft pick that you offer is not really that super enticing because you can't do better than their pick. Like you can't be like, hey, this is going to be better than your pick. Like, like will we pick the guy that you want us to pick? No, they could pick their own guy. 100% pick their own number one guy. 
they don't have to worry about you. The only thing that you may help them do this year is get a secondary player that isn't that isn't as good or as great as Zion Williamson or isn't going to be a guaranteed starter in this league. So that's what that's where they're at right now. And If you're New York Knicks fans, like I'm sorry, like I'm devastated. Like there's no part of me about 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 me that's happy. Like the New York Knicks can't have nice things. Like all the nice things that that that, that they're allowed to I like, like you understand? The only, the only thing that makes sense to me right now is that if you want to get the number one pick in the NBA draft, there was one constant that I currently see right now. That you need to be on a team that is losing their franchise player. But the way the New York Knicks have been functioning is that they'll never be able to get that franchise player to be able to get to be able to lose. Because it doesn't happen when you go rent a player. No, it only happens when you draft that player, and in about six, seven years, he decides to leave. And for some odd reason, you owe you happen to also get that number one pick. It happened for four straight years after after LeBron left Cleveland. Look, it happened also 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 happened a year after he left Cleveland. Oh my god. Wait, let me see. Cleveland also kind of qualified for the number one pick again this year. After losing their franchise player. It just happened again to New Orleans. Hmm. Hmm. Now I know I'm throwing I'm out here throwing out crazy hypotheticals, but this is the crazy mixed up kind of world that we live in when New York Knicks can't get the number one pick after they has had the worst record in the league. Like ah, 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 ah crunch, 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 crunch. That's how I feel about it right now. Like I am feeling crunchy. I am feeling absolutely crunchy about this. So, now what happens is that, obviously, we just had the, we just had the lottery be, be presented to you. So, already, there is the mock draft. And let me tell you, somebody just didn't come out there and make all kinds of craziness. No. Uh-uh. There really was a particular order for how most of these players are going to go. And for the most part, they can have most of these players just picking the best play on the board. And then a few tweaks for best fit. Now I'm going to tell you something. There's a part of me that now becomes even more nervous. I told you. Once you fall to the top two. Because the guy that I want... When you get when you get to the number three pick, he may not be there, but he also he may. We have a 50-50 chance that he's gonna be there because we're assuming that that Zion Williamson is gonna go number one. So the so the alternative or the or the or the backup prize is the number two pick. It's also R.J. Barrett. Now I know what people say. I don't know what people may try to say. But. I like R.J. Barrett. I know people are thinking about the point guard and, and, and John Morant. But. John Morant. Right now. 
comes off as a more explosive Rajah Rondo. You're talking about like a Rajah Rondo mix with a Russell Westbrook, which I guess you could talk about. Maybe maybe that's Jason Kidd, which I guess isn't that bad either. But he also can't shoot worth a lick. And that's his number one knock. Why I call him like the early Jason Kidd, maybe Rajah Rondo-ish. Super explosive, like 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 Russell Westbrook. Uh, not so great with the shot. Can be known to turn a few things over. You understand? Like, there's a lot of downside, as much as there's well, a lot of up potential upside. Now, the only thing about what makes me nervous is that his name is the name that keeps popping up as a number two pick. John Morant, which I get, but as you can see, if you're a Knicks fan, the Knicks, Knicks don't get nice things, which means that John Morant is going to fall to the Knicks, and I don't want John Morant on this team. What are you going to do with a point guard like John Morant after you just sign a failure in Kyrie Irving? You don't have a very far to go. Now the, re now, the thing that makes me nervous is that John Morant plays the same exact position that Michael Conley does. And if Memphis Grizzlies aren't 100% convinced that Michael Conley's time is up and they need to move on, they necessarily don't need to take the point guard. They can take the wing guy and start over. Or they can take the wing guy, get a couple more years out of Mike Conley and see if they can get the point guard next year that they want. Which means that Ja Morant falls to the New York Knicks. When my choice is R.J. Barrett. That wing guy, to go along with Kevin Knox, to go along with Kevin Durant, to go along with Kyrie Irving. Look at all these goddamn kids. You might as well get me a, some goddamn white sheets out here. That's how disjointed I am. Between Knicks, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Knox, Kawhi Leonard, Kimball Walker. Like, all these goddamn Ks. Like, I can't get a key for any. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, you, you see all these Ks? We about to strike out, Knicks. So, if we're going to stay in that three spot, I want R.J. Barrett. If John Morant falls to us. Well, I understand he may be the next explosive kind of point guard that you may want to run the show. He's not going to take the job from Kyrie Irving. Unless you made Kyrie Irving your undersized two guard. Which has worked for him being the off-ball guard. As somebody like LeBron used to be the on-ball guard. This night has just been one big old clusterfuck of a frustration. It doesn't make sense that the New York Knicks, I'm not talking to you right now, as if the New York Knicks doesn't have the number one pick. Like I said, this isn't football, where the Knicks are going to get lucky and have the best player in the draft fall to them at number three. That, that's not how this happens. What happens is that there's a big, 
is going to be a big, huge thing of disappointment as the third best player isn't quite what the first best player is or even the second best player is. And the New Yorker stuck with goddamn Frank Nilekila again. I'm not saying the Knicks even took Franklin with the third pick. I'm just saying that's who they get stuck with. This is a very trying time. Like I said, I, I think John Morant, as much as people like him, they're not. he's not the guy that you want in New York. At least I don't think he is. I think a lot of people are fooled that he may be. It's R.J. Barrett. It's the guy that was a what that we all knew about coming into this year. It's the guy that we were originally going to watch going to watch Duke games for this year. You have to remember Zion Williamson became the nugget that we all found. In a sense. RJ Barrett was the reason why everybody was already going to Duke. I told you, like, right, right, we're just we're just we're just being surrounded by Dukies lately. So now if you're a Knicks fan, now you're waiting for the other pieces of this do of this of this long this long game of dominoes to fall. Right? Or to finish playing out. Because today was day one. Day two is draft night. Day three is NBA free agency. And that's when the trilogy ends. So right now. If this is the first saga of the trilogy, it's not a bad movie. But, oh, man, you were really expecting a whole lot more out of it. Like, it was very underwhelming. The only good thing about this movie is that we know ahead of time that it's a trilogy. And we can very clearly see that this first part of the movie was just all character development and backstories. The real action is going to come on draft night. The climax where your favorite actor, your favorite character dies and becomes the villain? Happens on draft day. And your happily ever after New York doesn't come until you get a ring. But like I said, this draft isn't there yet. But there's a draft that did pass. And you know what? We haven't had the opportunity to talk about it for what for whatever reason whatsoever. So, you know what? We're going to take that opportunity to run through a couple of quick things today. Because NFL draft did pass by. And now that the the whole initial shock of what happened on the NFL draft is gone, we can actually go into a couple of things. Because, listen, there was a lot of shock that went into the NFL draft. So, let's start off the NFL draft in a very conventional place. We're only going to talk about a couple of teams out there. 
Obviously, we already know which team I'm going to talk about. My New York Mother freaking J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about my Jets today. But we're also going to talk about the rest of these teams and a couple of these of these picks that caught my eye. All right? So, so quick rundown. As, as we told you what happens. The new... um. The number one pick of the draft was was Arizona, followed by San Francisco at two, San, and New York Jets at three, which is why I brought up the reference. You know that this is now for second year, I believe, in a row where the New York Jets had that third pick. Remember, I think it was last year, and maybe even the year before. Um, was it Quentin Williams? Well, not like Quentin. Um, what was his name? One of them Williams kids. Was it Williams' son? Because we had the sen- we had the Sons of Anarchy at some point in time on our defensive line. Wilkinson, Richardson. And then they got somebody else a couple like for like two years back to back, I believe. Oh, was it Jamal Adams? The safety? Or was it the- oh, oh, that happened to the, oh, the Giants. I'm tripping. Okay, I'm getting my New York teams mixed up. It's going to get late. But... It happened to the New York Jets last year, where just based off how teams reach for quarterbacks, that the best player in the league dropped to the New York Jets. See, that's not going to happen for the Knicks. That's not going to happen for the Knicks. So you have Arizona, San Francisco, Jets, Oakland, Tampa Bay. First five picks. Giants, Jacksonville, Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Top ten picks. There you go. Now, the order of players to us, how they were ranked, all right? And, and there's a couple guys that you, you may recognize some of these, a couple guys that you may not. You have the guy, Quinion Williamson, from Alabama, the defensive tackle, right? Considered the best player in this draft. Then you also have a guy, then you have the other defensive tackle out of Mississippi State, Jeffrey Simmons, second best player in, in, in this draft. You got Josh Allen, who's the edge rusher out of Kentucky, who's ranked third. Fourth was ranked Nick Bosa, the defensive end out of Ohio State. Um, Fifth was the tight end, TJ Hickson, which I thought was pretty damn high. What is Hawkinson, sorry. Out of Iowa, the tight end out of Iowa. You had Montel Sweep, the edge rusher out of Mississippi State. You had... Rashun Gary, the defensive end out of Michigan. At eight came in Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. Nine came Tawan Taylor, the tackle out of Florida. And ten came Kyler Murray, the quarterback out of Alabama. Quarterback out of Alabama. And following him, believe it or not, and I and I, and I have to mention this honorable mention was the wide receiver out of Mississippi, DK Metcalf, Metcalf, which is a guy that listen we all, as a wide receiver, uh, we all as a sports nation is probably going to be watching him very very closely to see how he ends up and where he lands. So now to move along with the NFL draft. Right. 
like, we're not going to do this 10 to 9 or anything like that. No, 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 no. We're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. We're going to tell you who the number one pick of the NBA and the NFL draft is right now. And that was, and that was the quarterback out of, out of what state? What, what team did he play for? This kid. I forget. Uh, who cares? How about that? Who cares? Well, freaking, nah, I'm joking. He played for Oklahoma. <laughs> but, um, so the quarterback out of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. And if you've been following the podcast, then you've heard me, then you've heard me for months now, probably sit right here and talk about how we do not believe that Kyler Murray should be playing football, much less be the number one pick in all of football. But his former coach or whatever or whatever ties he has to that coach now that's now in Arizona plays out. He's there and he wants Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray will be the number one pick. And we've sat here and said that, listen, Kyler Murray was getting guaranteed money in the uh, in Major League Baseball. Kyler Murray, that if he's if he's the athlete that he that they say he is, if he's anywhere remotely as good as they say he is, then he would have been a big time baseball player. And Okay, let's just say he would have been an okay baseball player versus versus an elite quarterback. He would have made more money in his first negotiated contract as a Major League Baseball player than he would have made throughout the whole entire life of his NFL contract. You understand? They just said that they, they just said that Eli Manning is currently the highest paid quarterback grossing in the NFL with basically a quarter of a of a billion dollars 250 million go check go check major league baseball about how many guys are getting right now getting paid on average 250 million dollars and you tell me if they if they're considered anywhere closely in their game what Eli Manning is. Are they multiple champion? Are they in the biggest market in the world? Are they playing the are they playing the most important position in their sport? So I mean, so go look at it. And you tell me compared to baseball players where Kyler Murray would have been ranked. Or paid. And you have to figure, that's looking at the contracts this year and not projecting that when he gets ready to negotiate his first contract, it's going to be anywhere between like five to seven years down the road from now. And those numbers are going to be highly inflated because you know what happens every single year. Every single year, there's just like the, the cap just keeps going more and more up as it's always about your timing. And if you can be the next guy in line, the next guy in line always wants to get paid more than the previous guy in line. So, Kyler Murray could have really have put himself in a position to easily make 300 something dollars on his very first negotiated contract. Whether he was great or not, just based off of the fact and the trajectory of the current Major League Baseball collective bargaining agreement and their salaries. 
But no, he chose football. Let him have football. Now, we don't really care about how the number two pick, three pick, four pick. I don't know how the picks went quite yet. What we do care about is who went to the Bills. Right? That is what we ultimately care about. Who went to the Bills? Who went to the Patriots? Who went to the Finns? Who went to the Cowboys? Who went to the Giants? And of course, who went to the JTS Jets, Jets, Jets? Those are the things that we're worried about. Those are the things that we care about. And what could it answer them? So the person that goes to the Bills, right? And we start off with the Bills because the Bills had a top 10 pick. And out of all of the teams that we mentioned here, right? Bills, Patriots, Finns, Cowboys, Giants, Jets. They, had, they were the lowest of all of the teams that had a top 10 pick. So we'll start with the Bills. And for the Bills, they picked defensive tackle Edward Oliver. And you have to figure, everything that I look at, I was, I'm, I'm basically looking at it from a Jets fan standpoint. I have to figure that, okay. And and, and also, I'm um, just a regular football fan. My, my number one thing is, okay, how does this help this team out? Because obviously... You, you understand that they're playing in Buffalo and things get cold up there. And also they're playing in the same division that, that also has Tom Brady. So there's always two things that you're trying to... There's, there's always two elements outside of just getting your team better that you're also trying to prepare for. And that's Tom Brady and that's the weather. Like Sean McCoy basically looks good at the beginning of every season. Then he always starts to slow down because, well, you know what? There's just there's just like three feet of snow on the ground and he and he needs a little bit more fraction. Basically, if LaShawn McCoy had ever played in a warm of a place, he'll be balling. If he had the benefit of like Ladinian Thomas of San of a warm place like San Diego, or like these guys that are playing now playing in LA, oh yeah, he'll be balling. Or even Miami, he'll be balling. But you know, the Bills do stuff like get a guy from Miami, like Frank Gore, who was now, I think, like in the top four of all-time rushes now. So I kind of look at it from the fact of how are they boosting their team. And what they've done is that they get somebody that can disrupt the quarterback. Now, and ultimately, they're, they're thinking about Tom Brady, and I'm over here thinking about my rookie Sam Donald from last year. Next, we're going to talk about the team that everybody hates to talk about. And that is the... In the team in New Orleans, right, after losing Rob Gronkowski to retirement, mind you, you would think that the very next thing that they're looking to get or they're looking to bolster, or they're looking to help. Or they're help, are looking to help beef up a little bit. Would be that tight end position. And if there's a guy, like we mentioned, in the top ten in tight ends, or top five players in the league, on his draft, you got to figure that a, a team like New Orleans. May want to go reach up and go grab him. 
but also to say that is also to say that you don't know anything about New Orleans and realize that, that I mean New England realize that they're not gonna go up there and reach up for anybody. What they will do is that they'll just be very, very respectful and they'll do their due diligence. Their their due diligence. And with their pick which is very late pick, mind you. I think it was like the thirty second pick. Did they have the thirty second pick in the, in this draft? I believe it was. With their thirty second pick, what they do is that they just go out and get a six foot two, two hundred twenty eight pound wide receiver that runs a four five. For 39-inch vertical. By the name of Nikhil Harry. And my first response to you, my first response, 100%, was, I wonder how they are going to find a way to make this guy into a legend. Because, basically, what you're talking about is a guy that basically is a combination of, like, Dez and Gronk. And the reason why I say, like, Dez and Gronk is because he can... Work that back shoulder, and I'm talking about size-wise too, a little bit. He can work that back shoulder throw probably as good as anybody else can. That's probably coming into the NFL. But also, he very much understands body position to get to get open and to kind of post his man up and just put himself in a position where it's him and the ball versus him, the man, him, the ball, and the man, all competing at the same time. He basically knows how to use his body to box out, and he has good hands. He runs decent routes. He's not super fast, doesn't run by anybody, but he just runs really great, clean routes. Like I said, for New England, we just gonna figure. We're just trying to figure out how they're gonna make him look great. Now, the. Let me Dolphins. They get a pick. And they pick up a guy that I found highly interesting. They had a number 13 pick. And they pick up a guy that played for the two-time champions, Clemson. He's a senior defensive tackle. By the name is Critchison Wilkins. And he... In my eyes, was the pulse and energy of that Clemson team on defense. And not for nothing, it's another defensive tackle that goes to Miami. I mean, that goes. I mean, that that that, that goes in this draft, and this one goes to Miami. This was said to be a very defensive tackle rich draft with tons of players in that position that were elite that you can get and be a bona fide right then and now difference maker. So you know what the Cowboys do? Cowboys also take a defensive tackle. I told you, you're going to notice a pattern here. 
Bills defensive tackle get to the quarterback. Finn's defensive tackle first round pick get to the quarterback. The Cowboys, even though it wasn't a first round pick because they didn't have a first round pick, but with their first pick of the draft, defensive tackle. Out of Central Florida, Tristan Hill. And now let's get to the fun of the draft. Because we're going to leave this here and let this sim simmer as I give you my little take about this. Next up, we have the Giants. And can I tell you, just like for the draft lottery, for the NBA, for the NFL draft, I, for the most part, was at work. Sorry, the vehicle funding unit. And... When the New York Giants made their pick, and and this is all I can really, I guess, all I can really do, right? To give you, like, to be so we can be honest. When the New York Giants made their pick, my first response was. Oh my God, the Giants made a pick and it wasn't the quarterback. And then I looked again for a second. Come sharing information, right? I look, I look back and I look, I'm saying, wait a minute. No, I am lying. You did not not pick a quarterback. Actually, I was like, yo, listen, because <laughs> you have to figure, right, that there were a couple of quarterbacks. There was a quarterback that was left on the board that every single body thought. New York Giants had the sixth pick in the draft, mind you. New York Giants had the sixth pick in the draft, and there was a quarterback that fell to them. That everybody said, hey, you, sir, could very easily be the heir apparent to Eli Manning. You can honestly be an, a, a starting quarterback in this league. You have all of the qualifying prerequisites. We just, you just, you, we just need to find somebody to give you a chance. And you know what? This guy looks like... Like, as much as a caliber championship quarterback as anybody possibly can. And we're talking about Dwayne Haskins. Haskins, sorry. And because, so when, so when I, my first initial response was, oh my God, the Giants didn't choose the quarterback. I was wrong. I told you what was happening today. It's been happening for a month now. New York was once again scorned by a dookie. 
one big giant dookie rub against your face and allow to allow itself to slowly smear and drip down drip drip so the New York Giants with the number sixth pick in the NFL draft they choose the quarterback out of Duke Daniel Jones now if you're wondering why does that sound so odd it's because we just told you that if you really wanted to reach up for a quarterback, there was a quarterback that was there waiting for you that you could have taken, that you should have taken, and you didn't. They take the one out of Duke, and everybody scratched their head because New York Giants had another, had another first-round pick. And everybody is saying that, listen, that this guy would have been that you could have taken this guy at 16, 17, wherever their second pick was. I think I think for the most part, you could have taken this guy in the second round. But you know what the old adjective says in the NFL? That if you identify somebody as your franchise quarterback, then you cannot wait to get them. You must go out and get them. And go out and got the franchise quarterback the Giants did. We just feel as if they got the wrong franchise quarterback so as we continue what happens here now so we told you about how the Giants get number six pick right well also what happened there and we're gonna talk, we're gonna get into the how this how this actual draft took place but what also happened there is that there was another player there at the time there was a player that was considered the third best player in the league. And let me also say this a little bit deeper. He was also been considered to be the best player in the league. At, considered number three. At this point, two out of the best three players in the draft are still there. Four out of the top five are still there. Five of the top six are still there. And they take a guy that most people believe that could have been picked up in the second round, if not later. So now New York Giants fans are all in the uproar, and I can't blame them. They're probably even more heartbroken after tonight, and I can't blame them. But you know whose fan base isn't quite this ain't, ain't isn't quite unhappy this year? The New York Jets, because of the third pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets are fortunate enough 
to have the player that is ranked the that is considered the best player in the draft fall to their lap. So let's give you these NFL draft now. The number one pick going to going to Arizona, we get the quarterback out of Oklahoma City, out of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. We already told you how we feel about that little boy. And his and his and his poor decision making, but listen, it's his life, and we needed to make that happen. The second pick of the NFL draft, you get the defensive end out of Iowa State, Nick Bosa. He goes to San Francisco. Nick Bosa was considered to be the fourth best player in this draft. He goes two. Murray was considered the tenth, and he went one. And now what this left was for the New York Jets. To pick between the best player, Quinnen Williamson, or anybody else. And this is when things get a little tricky because that's because there was a guy like Josh Allen that, that was sitting there that everybody also thought that, listen, if you are the Jets and you have the opportunity to get him, that you can also possibly get him and you get him. But nobody nobody's upset between between having to choose between Quinnen Williamson and Josh Allen. If the few people that are upset, they, they really are picking at straws, picking at hairs. With the fourth pick, the Oakland Raiders get Keelan Farrell, the defensive end out of Clemson, which makes you think like, hey, didn't you just get a didn't you used to have a guy that does the kind of job that for this? Nah, yeah, they did Khalil Mack. Next, we get Tampa Bay. And does Tampa Bay pick the quarterback of the future? No. Nah, 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 nah. The quarter Tampa Bay picks with the number fifth pick. They picked the linebacker. Devin White out of LSU. And we already told you the kind of tomfoolery and haberdashery. What's going on with the New York Giants that they picked Daniel Jones, a quarterback out of Duke. There's, there's still people wondering about that as every day that the New York Giants are continuously trying to justify on how the hell did they took uh, how the hell did they take this guy? But I guess it's somebody for painting for Eli Manning for mediocre Manning to have to keep just um to have to mentor for the next couple of years as they kind of justify trying to make Eli Manning keep his job. Next up in Detroit, they take the the, the tight end out of Iowa, T.J. Hickerson, Hawkerson, Buffalo. Obviously, we spoke about that. They take the defensive tackle Ed Oliver, defensive tackle Ed Oliver out of Houston, and number ten, Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan, goes to Pittsburgh. Now, some honorably mentioned slots, right? Because obviously there were a few. The number 11th pick. Sorry, not the 11th pick. Let's go in order. There was a quarterback that we talked about early in this draft by the name of Dwayne Haskins. And we thought that, hey, listen, the Giants were there at that time. If the Giants were sitting there and they thought that they could have gotten him, right? Then you have to figure that they should go out, that they should have went out and got him. But no, they didn't. And now it is gonna come back to bite him in the ass. Literally, twofold. Because he was picked 
actually kind of exactly where he was projected to be picked. Like, you understand? Dwayne Haskins was projected was was the projected 15 best player in the league or uh, coming into the draft. He was drafted number 15 by Washington. And there goes the double whammy. Because not only is he was he just sitting there this whole time and he's and he's drafted and you have to worry about playing. You have to worry about now playing him twice a year. And he's already put you on notice that you guys fucked up. While your other guys, well, you know what? We're going to see if they can last this year or past this year in teams like New York and other crazy places. Next up, another honorable mention player is the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Yep, 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 yep. The guy that was with Kyler Murray, he now goes to Baltimore. Marquise Brown. And we said that's, we said that's on adventure because it was kind of interesting to see where he got. I wanted to see where both of these wide receivers went. And we're going to talk about the other one in just a minute. But we already mentioned this of the wide receiver, honestly, today. And we're going to go, we're going to talk a little bit more about him. So Marquise Brown was projected to be the number 20th player in, in the in the draft. And he fell down to number 25 to Boston, to Baltimore, where you team up now with LaShawn Jackson. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Baltimore also did something else. Um, interesting with that, I believe their draft, and they also picked up another. Like I think they picked up a running back. Now the significance between this is that Lamar Jackson came out last year is probably one of the fastest um, wide receiver um, quarterbacks in the league, or coming out of the draft last year. This year we have Marquise Brown coming in at being one of the fastest wide receivers out of this draft. And what they also and what did what did um, Baltimore also do? They also drafted the fastest running back coming out of this draft. Now I know you're saying like, oh my God, these guys are going to light it up. This is going to be super fast. And I know that's initially what I thought. But when I say this back now, you know what I hear? I hear a lot of Al Davis in Oakland. And when they were drafting those fastest players in the league kind of years, they really weren't doing much. And the last play that we wanted to keep an eye on, now we already mentioned him already. It was that kid, D.K. McCaff. We wanted to see where he was going to fall. Right? Nice wide receiver. Works hard. Big body. Good route runner. Good hands. Decent speed. And he went to a team that could wholeheartedly use a wide receiver. Especially when he is considered the 11th best player in the league. And you allow him to drop. And I mean drop. Drop all the way to the last pick of the first round. The 32nd pick folks DK Mataf goes to the Seattle Sea the Seattle Soup the Seattle Seahawks and now you get to add him as a nice little wide receiving weapon for your boy Russell Wilson as he just recently got his new contract and now he gets a new toy as they also, I think they just lost Doug Baldwin. Or they just lost some, or they're they losing players, a couple of players now. So this is gonna be a nice little addition to help figure, to help fill in what may have been lost. As I told you, this is not a great day for New York Knicks fans. Like, like there's there's a lot of tomfoolery going on. The Knicks can't have nice things. We're being over here stuck with the number three pick. 
like, I, I don't even get it. Like, like, how are you even supposed to try to entice New Orleans into making any kind of move when all you have is a third pick and they already have the number one? What is it going to take? The number three pick, Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Scott, which I don't want to happen. I like Dennis Scott. Dennis Smith, I'm sorry. I want to see Knox stay there. Who knows Who knows what, what the big man is going to be, but the big man looks like he's about to be just another form of Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. I don't know if that really excites me. So we'll see what next what the next start putting together in the next couple of months as things start to play along. As we told you, that this is part one of a three part saga. So, next fans, if you want me to give you any kind of hope, you want me to talk a little bit of logic in here, right, and take out some of this emotion. That this is part one of the saga. And you're feeling very underwhelmed. They light at the end of the tunnel is knowing that you already know that this is part three of a saga. Of the series. And you know for a fact that you've already seen that this is just the, the character developmental stage. There's still a whole bunch of room that, that they left open in the movies for there to be more actions and more sad stories. And a whole bunch of room for you to do a whole lot of wondering. A whole lot of what ifs. A whole lot of imaginary scenarios. That's what happens now. So the next domino falls and then the next domino falls. But for right now, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm not happy. Because I know the Knicks can't have nice things. We're going to get screwed out of whatever pick that we should be having. Or whatever play that we, that we believe is going to be the best player. Put it this way. If R.J. Barrick is the best player, then we're going to end up with, we, we, we're going <laughs> to, what's this the kid's name? We, we're going to end up with the other one. We're going to end up with, with Zay Morant. And if Zay Morant is, is the next best player, then we're going to end up with R.J. Barrick. That is how, this is how it works. Knicks can't have nice things, but you know what? I need to have, I need to get some rest. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, one and only, Talento Martel. Thank you again for listening. Listen, man, we, we keep, we're going to keep doing these podcasts. Because, listen, I have to embrace what I love so I can stay forever young. And you need to make sure you do do the same. Make sure you allow the optimism of tomorrow to be your foundation for today. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Dallin Taylor. Thank you for listening. I'm out of here. About to get some rest. Tired. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My, 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 my tea?